Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey. I'm glad you joined me today. Uh, If you'd like to hear more of the Activate Podcast, you can check it out on soundcloud.com or on iTunes. Let's pray, and then let's get right into the Word of God. Jesus, you are real, and you're here with us this morning. You're here with us every day of our lives. There hasn't been a day in the history of my life that you haven't been there. And so, God, I pray that today we wouldn't get used to the fact that you're here, that, God, we would stand today in awe of the fact that the Holy Spirit of the living God is inside of each and every one of us. God, I pray today that we would have this sense of wonder, this sense of awe that, Jesus, you are here in us. God, I pray that our eyes would be open, that we would be quickened to new and wonderful things this morning. Lord, we need you. You are our strength. You are our song. You are our joy. And today we rest in your presence. God, speak to us through your word, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to be in the book of Proverbs chapter 14. And I'm coming at this a little differently today because today I feel very personally connected to this scripture. I feel very personally connected to exactly what I'm going through at this exact day and moment in time. And so I fear that I might be a little emotional in delivering this message, but I know that that is part of what God has called me to do. So let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. It says, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I'm going to read that one more time. Proverbs 14, 1. The wise woman builds her house, but... With her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. And Proverbs probably feminizes things more than any other book in the Bible. We see uh, in previous Psalms, or previous Proverbs, I mean, how wisdom is personified as a woman calling out in the streets saying, is there anyone that will listen to me? Come to my house. Come and I will show you, you know, great and wonderful things. And wisdom calls out and wisdom is personified as a woman. And she says, it keeps saying she, she says, if you come and you learn from me, things will be well. She also says that she was there at the beginning of time, at the foundations of the world, she was there. And you wonder to yourself, well, who was there at the beginning of time besides God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we look at this woman personified and you say, what part of God is represented here? And then conversely, completely opposite to that, there is woman folly. And she's represented also as a a feminine, as a woman. And she says that she sits on her balcony and calls out to men who are going about their business. And she says to them, come have a drink of stolen water. It tastes good. Come and eat food you didn't work for. And so it contrasts the two and it says, woman wisdom and woman folly, who will you choose? Well, then we get to Proverbs 14 and we have uh, this really interesting portion of scripture. And in chapter 14, two things are laid out back and forth wisdom and folly. And then in verse two, it's laid out wisdom and folly. It says in verse two, whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, wisdom. And then it says, but, and now the folly, those who despise him are devious in all their ways. Verse three does the same thing, wisdom and folly. It says a fool's mouth lashes out with, fr- with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. 
So they're offering you two choices. One is wisdom, one is folly. And pretty much throughout the book of Proverbs, they're saying, what will you choose? Will you choose wisdom or will you choose folly? And we know that wisdom only comes from God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord or the acknowledgement of God. So we know that all wisdom lies on that foundation of knowing God, of following his precepts, of following his ways. And in this book, How to Read Proverbs by Tremper Longman, it says about these verses uh, this. These antithetical proverbs, which we just talked about, we just talked about how they are wisdom, folly, wisdom, folly. So he says these antithetical, which is the same word for that, proverbs are fleshing out the differences between the two. Wisdom is constructive, demands fear of the Lord, avoids proud talk, and does not lie. Folly, on the other hand, is destructive, despises the Lord, brags, and lies. Antithetical parallelism supports the worldview and messages of proverbs as a whole. So what that's saying is that uh, there's really only two choices, and here they are. They're laid out again and again. Wisdom brings life. Folly brings death. So I'm going to go through, and I'm going to read Proverbs 14 to you so you can see a little bit more of this antithetical thing. Which one? Good or bad? What will you choose? Verse 1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, But those who despise him are devious in all of their ways. Now, this one does it the opposite way. It does foolish first and wisdom second. Verse 3 says, A fool's mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. Verse 4, Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty, but from the strength of an ox come abundant harvest. An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. The mocker seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge comes easily to the discerning. A couple more here. We're in verse 7. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Verse 9. Fools mock at making amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share in its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. All right, so I want to take a look and zero in, kind of put a magnifying glass on verse 1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. There's a lot to look at there. And it's so simple and so plain to us that it almost takes your breath away, right? You have two choices, wisdom or folly. There's no in-between. So how do we embrace wisdom? It's very easy to embrace wisdom in your mind, but so much different in practice. It's easy to have all the knowledge, but it's harder to play it out. It's harder to work it out to live it out. So how in the world do you live out being someone who builds their house up rather than someone that tears it down? And we can look at this in a couple ways. We can look at this as as our house being our own physical bodies, our own soul. 
The Bible says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So when we're talking about house, we're not, we could be talking about our, ourselves, our being, our person. Are we building our person up? Are we tearing ourselves down? Am I looking inwardly to say, God, see if there's any evil way in me. Search me and know me. Am I building myself up through the Lord or am I tearing myself down through the world? The word of God or the world. There's two choices. Which one am I doing? So we can look at ourselves as our house. Then we could look at our house as being all who take shelter around us. Now that's your, uh, your family that lives in your home with you, but that's also your coworkers and the people in your life. Am I building up those around me or am I tearing them down? And again, it takes your breath away because it's so simple a contrast. There's no middle ground. Well, sometimes I'm like this and sometimes I'm like that. It's which are you? Tearing down or building up? And here's where it gets personal. It's hard. It's hard because many times we find ourselves in situations where we're in a storm of life. And the storm is really ugly and it's really hard. Things might not be going our way, not even close to going our way. All the chips stacked against us. In the same verse, can be pasted across our lives. Are you building up your house or are you tearing it down? Especially in your times of turmoil, especially in the times when it's hard and ugly, when things are hard, are you building yourself up or are you tearing yourself down? Because I'll tell you in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the trial, that's when we need to be built up. That's when we need to take care of our souls. That's when we need to be a shelter for those around us going through the exact same thing. Because if there's a storm and trial in your life, then I would venture to guess that it's affecting those who take shelter around you. How do we do that? How do we find wisdom in chaos? How do we find wisdom in the midst of chaos? Well, if you'll take a look at me, with me in the book of John. We're going to go to John chapter 14. Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But then he goes on in, in uh, John 14, 15. If you love me, obey my commandments. All right, this again, a, a staples right to the top of the page of, of wherever you are in life. Whatever storm you're going through, whatever joy you're going through, it doesn't matter what you're going through, you staple this right to the top. If you love me, obey my commandments. Choose wisdom in the midst of no matter what's going on, choose wisdom. Obey the commandments of God, of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. Obey those in the midst of the storm. And I realize what I'm saying is impossible. I'm realize what I'm, I'm saying to do is very, very difficult because it's easier to pull the covers over our head and stay in bed. It's easier to turn our backs 
on issues and problems. It's easier to ignore them. But here's what the word of the Lord gives us hope. Here's where the hope comes. John 14, 16 says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. I need to stop right there because here's where it is, guys. The Holy Spirit, the advocate of God, the spirit of the living God is here. And the Bible says that the world can't receive him because they're not looking for him. And I dare say that in the midst of our trials, in the moment of weakness, we need to be looking for the Holy Spirit so we can receive him. A wise woman builds up her house, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. In the midst of trial, we need to be looking for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. So as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, there is an advocate. As you walk through the storm in your life, there is an advocate. If you're tired, there is an advocate. If you are frustrated, if you are gossiped about, if you are judged, there is an advocate. It's the Holy Spirit. Are you looking for him? Are you looking for him? In the midst of your situation today, are you looking for the Holy Spirit? Many times we're looking for an escape. Many times we're looking for a vacation. We're looking for a way out. But are you looking for the Holy Spirit? Because it is impossible to continually build yourself up. You get tired and weary. But with the Holy Spirit, as an advocate, it is possible Things that were impossible before become possible. You know, when you find that moment with God, that true moment with God where you're completely separated from the other things of your life and you sit in the presence of God and you ask, Holy Spirit, come. It's in that moment, it's in that instant that you're made new, that you're given hope, that you're given strength. Sometimes people find that on a Sunday morning in church. Sometimes people find that uh, listening to different podcasts or different songs that really speak to them. But I have to tell you, it doesn't need to be found through another person. It needs to be found on your knees because sometimes there won't be another person to speak it into you. Sometimes there won't be a song for you to listen to, but there will always be a place where you can fall to your knees and say, God, I know that the Holy Spirit is, is sent here to earth for me. He is my advocate. He will never leave me. And so in this moment, I need the Holy Spirit. And the promise is that he'll be there. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that you can build yourself up. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that you can build up those around you. We can't do it on our own. We'll burn out. We'll get tired. We'll do it for a season or a moment. But it's only through the sustaining wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And that wisdom tells us about a better life, a better day. That wisdom tells us about how short life on earth is. That wisdom gives us strength and hope. That wisdom of the Holy Spirit that guides us into all truth. Let's keep going in John 14. 
It said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot recognize him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And he's referring to the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit comes and takes up residency in your house, takes up residency in your person, takes up residency in your soul so that you can do the things that God has asked you to do be in the places that he has placed you in the job the family the situations you can walk victorious today by the holy spirit but you cannot do it in your own strength it's through the strength of the holy spirit that we can be more than conquerors more than champions we can be victorious through the holy spirit it's a change in our own selves it's not a change in the world it's a change in us it's not people lining up into the situations we want them in it's not people stopping gossip it's not people stopping judgment no, no, because it's up to us to change ourselves through the Holy Spirit. It's us being able to perceive things differently. It's us being able to look at people the way Jesus looks at them, with grace and mercy. It's being able to take what the world is throwing at us and putting it through this filter of wisdom of the Holy Spirit. When God whispers to us that he saved us, that he set us free, that he's delivered us. The word from the Holy Spirit changes everything about your day today. It changes everything about your attitude towards other people. It changes everything. It allows you to be more than you ever could be on your own. It's supernatural. John 14, let's move on. Verse 18. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to them goes on in John chapter 15 to talk about Jesus being the vine and we being the branches, that he is life. And when we tap into that life, we live. But when we don't tap into that life, we strive and struggle. This morning, you have a responsibility to get on your knees before God and say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me so that I could build myself up in the Holy Spirit. I could build myself up in the most holy faith, the faith believing that all things are possible through Jesus, the faith believing that no weapon formed against me will prosper, the, the truth of knowing that my life on earth is but a vapor, here today and gone tomorrow, that my true life is in heaven for eternity with Jesus. We have a responsibility to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can be a light. It's very easy not to be a light. It's very easy to be just like everyone else. But you need to realize that the Holy Spirit is here. The world isn't recognizing that. The world doesn't see him or know him, but you do. So today, find a place on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, come. Fill me up with the strength that I need for today. 
You have a choice between wisdom or folly today. Wisdom and folly in every situation you'll face. When presented with a bad attitude of another person, you have a chance to say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. And the Holy Spirit will give you mercy, grace, joy. But if you don't call on the Holy Spirit, your reaction will be just like that other person. We don't look to change the folly of other people. We look to change the folly in ourselves. And in doing so, we shine so brightly. We point towards God when we live a life governed by the Holy Spirit. When we live a life full of joy and peace, it just points to Jesus. Because there's no way on this earth that you can live in joy and peace without the Holy Spirit. True hope, true hope is found in the Holy Spirit. True peace is only found in the Holy Spirit. And some of you might say, I get on my knees and I pray and I don't feel anything and I don't act any differently and and nothing is different. Then my suggestion would be this. You need to empty yourself out. Because it's all started with, if you love me, obey my commandments. If you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, then today is the day. If you haven't asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins, then today is the day. To pray a prayer that says, God, forgive me. Of being married to someone and not loving them. God, forgive me for living to somebody, living with somebody that I'm not married to. God, forgive me for my attitudes. God, forgive me for stealing. God, forgive me for hatred. God, forgive me for bitterness, jealousy, rage, anger, malice, deceit. God, forgive me. Forgive me for what I've done, for who I am. Forgive me. Today is the day to empty yourself out of greed and envy. Today is the day to empty yourself out And to make yourself right before God. And when you've asked for forgiveness, when you've truly searched your heart, and you've said to God, God, you searched my heart too. Show me what it is. Show me areas because I will do anything. I will change anything. I am yours. And in those moments of surrender, those moments where you've emptied yourself out, those are the moments when the Holy Spirit can come and fill you up. Because there's room for holiness because there's room for for him to take residence in your house. The Holy Spirit is not all about uh, feelings and emotions. The Holy Spirit's truth. And so whether you feel a great deal of emotions or not, you need to know that the Holy Spirit's with you when you ask him to be there because that's the promise of the Bible. So when you pray, you say, God, now I've asked for forgiveness. I've emptied myself out and I ask that your Holy Spirit would come and take residence in my heart. I ask that your Holy Spirit would come and begin to give me wisdom in everyday circumstances. I have a choice between wisdom or folly and I want to choose wisdom. And then in those moments where difficult things happen, pause and in your heart say, Holy Spirit, I need you. And listen for what will happen. Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you in this moment and the next one and the next one. And listen. We have to get away from the noise of life to listen. It's not a two-minute thing where we can just turn off the TV for a second and, and then, God, I need a quick word from you. The Holy Spirit wants to spend time with us. So you find a place where it's silent where you can spend a good half hour or an hour or two hours in the presence of God 
We need Him to wash over us. In the same way that other things have entered into our minds and our spirit all day long, we need God to wash, wash over us, to infuse us with truth. Proverbs 14, 1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. To be the wise woman today, we need the Holy Spirit. To build our house, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be empty of sin and full of the Spirit. Otherwise, we're tearing down our house. Otherwise, we're not building. Life and growth comes through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. He is the vine, and we are the branches. Connected to Him, there's, God is unstoppable. But when we're disconnected, we shrivel and we die. Life comes through wisdom. Death comes through folly. Today, choose wisdom. Today, choose Jesus. Today, choose the Holy Spirit. And watch how things just begin to change in your life. Let's pray. God, we need you. We need you in this moment. God, I know I need you in this day. As I walk through trials, as I see hard things, God, I need you today. Holy Spirit, I need you today. Come and help us, all that are listening to this podcast, and help me, God, to build and not tear down. It's only possible through your Holy Spirit. So we ask that we would be women and men of wisdom, that we would be a people who find ourselves on our knees daily, not just for a moment, not just to rub a bottle and get a genie to come out and answer our wishes, but God, to spend time with you, God, to be transformed by you. God, you don't need us, we need you. So God, I pray that we would find time to spend in your presence. We would find time to be transformed by you. Change us today, God, we pray. Change us by your spirit. Give us strength, hope, joy, peace, all by your spirit. Thank you for your word that promises the Holy Spirit for us. God, we want to walk in all truth, in all wisdom, by spending time with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.